0: If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast right here with Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. He is Matt Connor. I am Sterling Holmes. A lot of fun stuff to get into today. Going to talk a lot of Chiefs, maybe talk some Little Debbie, talk some ice cream, but mostly Chiefs. Uh, mostly Chiefs.
1: Not Big Debbie.
0: Not Big Debbie. Sturdy Debbie.
1: If you're Big Debbie, get the hell out of here.
0: It's, it's called sturdy, De- uh, sturdy Debbie in 2022, Matt. Come on now.
1: All right, all right. Wait, is it? What if there was like Lil Debbie, like Lil? Oh, Wade? like a rapper? Yeah, is there like a Lil oh, Debbie yeah. out there? Because that would be a sweet name.
0: Yeah, Lil Debbie the rapper would be incredible. I mean, that needs to happen.
1: How's mm. that not happen?
0: I, frankly, I'm I'm shocked. Why don't we make it happen?
1: I mean, that's like that's like money waiting to happen. This is oh. a million dollar idea, and we're giving it away to any <laughs> tiny Deborah with a special. <laughs> Hip hop skills. If you're out there, just know you can make some money. Go ahead, fell. I'm sorry, I interrupted your great intro talking about. No,
0: you're fine. You are completely fine. Let's get into it. a lot of chief stuff to talk about. But first, how are you doing, Matt? It's been it's been too long. It's been a little while. Yeah,
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. We're. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I am. Uh, yeah, I'd, Gonza. there's a comment that says she can rap about her what. I should have never went there with Lil Debbie, but here we are. Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. Hey, the NFL draft is 10 days away. Have that right? Maybe nine days away. Brett Veach is going to have two first-round picks. I, I, I said this earlier in like a Twitter Spaces thing yesterday. Here's what's crazy. We're used to Brett Veach makes uh, six picks a year. So Brett Veach has only ever submitted 24 draft cards total. He's got 12 next weekend. He's got half as many as he's ever had in one weekend. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just pretty excited to, like, see what happens. Lots of drama. Lots of drama.
0: What and you, they're going to take a running back in the first round. Uh, that's wait. what they need. Yeah, I can't wait. Actually, maybe go back to back at 29 and 30. Really stamp it home
1: halfback really 29 and 30. That's what I'm hoping for. That's I love it. What about you, man? You, do you normally like, do you normally watch the draft? Like, are you a big, like sit down and take a whole thing in or like, like what's, yeah,
0: I tried to, I've done it both ways. Okay. So I've been to the draft. I was there when they drafted Mahomes. I was rocking flip flops. So it was right outside my house. I walked down, um, I'm there. There's a, you know Ben Franklin steps. It's it's cool. I'm there by myself, so I don't really want to stay that long. I just wanted to s- see the experience. Chiefs don't draft until what was like 28 or whatever it was supposed to be. I'm walking back. All of a sudden I hear the do 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 Chiefs trade up. And I'm like, "Oh, bleep." So I'm sprinting back in my flip-flops and I'm like, "They're getting Deshaun Watson. The Chiefs just got Deshaun Watson." Well, I'm an idiot. They got Patrick Mahomes even better, and the rest is history. So I was there when the Chiefs drafted the, the franchise savior, if you will. That's but now, ma- as far as like, the draft itself goes, it takes too long. Like, why were the Jags taking their entire allotted time? They had the whole offseason to decide to get Trevor Lawrence, and I'm still stuck on my couch crushing beers – just waiting for them to draft the guy that everyone knows they're going to draft. I wish they only had like a minute. If you give each team a minute, just let them roll through that bad boy. I'd be much more entertained.
1: We should speak to our producers and give you only a minute. That's the worst take ever. I love the NFL draft. Do you want them to is, have
0: seven minutes each draft because it. it's five minutes and then it's two love minutes it. to get on stage and hand them a piece of paper just for Roger Goodell to get booed, which is fun. It takes way too long. I love it. I, You know why I love it?
1: Because there's nothing NFL related that's going to happen until late July. So if... The general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good thing the draft goes on
0: until late July because it takes them so damn long. I'm I'm here for it. I got
1: nothing else to do. I lay around. Usually, even when I was like a little kid, my mom had, this is pre-computer. This is how old I am. My mom had an electric typewriter. And I would type, if you wanted to delete, you hit this like delete key. And it was like a whiteout kind of like over each like letter and I would type out my like mock draft for the first round, second round maybe, and then I would like just sit there as like a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 14-year-old, whatever, and watch it. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm not as old as Mel Kiper, but almost. I submit my mock draft via electric typewriter. <laughs> I love th- I love three full days of this stuff. I used to take off work for it. Now I work for it. So I love it. I hope the Jags take every ounce of time just so you get that much more upset.
0: You're an asshole, man. Why Matt. would you wish that upon
1: me? I just wish that on you. I just there it is. I wished it upon you.
0: You know what doesn't suck though? KC Beer, my friends. KC Beer, look at this. I'm
1: wearing the swag. KC Beer, I'll say it this way, is the Lynn Dawson of beer, right? It's cool and old school. They're using the German purity laws from 1516, four ingredients, that's malt, hops, water, and yeast. Now, if you eat malt or like even one of those on their own, not that great. All water is good. Put those four together, absolutely delicious. The Arrowhead Addict Podcast is brought to you by the KC Beer Company, and we're proud of that. They're an award-winning brewery. A terrific lineup of brews made by a terrific lineup of people, by the way. So whatever type of beer you're into, Casey Beer has a style for you. Look for the red KC beer cartons in your local store and support the Arrowhead Attic podcast by picking some up. Um let them know, reach out to them. It's always helpful for us. Like let them know what you like, what you like about it, what like what was what was cool. That sort of interaction is always helpful for a company. And of course it helps out us, helps us out um, by helping out our sponsor. But at the same time, they're just a great sponsor to have overall. Um, we're thrilled to have them as part of the podcast. Um also- so give them a shot.
0: I do a uh, well, I went to a wedding shower for for some friends and they didn't know that we were sponsored by Casey Beer Company. And I don't know if I could get deals or not, but they had Casey Beer Dunkel on tap. They bought kegs of Casey Dunkel and I was just out here crushing them. (laughs) Hell of a time. Great wedding shower. Highly recommend if you have kegs of Dunkel on tap elite. Love it. Love it.
1: Well, we want to get to a few things here. And one of the big things, though, this week, so the Chiefs return. This is the first podcast since the Chiefs are actually back at Arrowhead right now. We're in the first of nine weeks of Sterling's going to go tend to his dog, by the way. That's what that means. See ya. Uh, if you hear a dog barking, it's because Sterling has no puppy control whatsoever. He refuses to send it to dog obedience school, and it's it's just a major problem. I I think he needs Dude, to be fired. Dude, he runs anyway, the house. The
0: dog back literally runs the house. That's all he does.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I, it actually is a very cute dog, and uh, Sterling won't let me. Sterling won't invite me over to pet it, but someday he will. Anyway, the Chiefs are back back at Arrowhead. Uh, there are nine weeks to a team's off-season conditioning program, Phase 1, uh, which the Chiefs are in this week and next week. It sounds kind of boring, honestly, to fans because it just means they're sitting in meetings, they're working out and conditioning, and then injury guys are rehabbing. So it's not like the players are on the field doing drills. It's not like we're going to see how the defense is lining up or, or what's going on. We're not even really getting a good look at the new guys like, like live on the field doing anything Whatsoever for another until May Um, But at the very least the guys are back And Andy Reid spoke to the press Patrick Mahomes spoke to the press um, About what's going on And one of the things that's been going on is that Patrick Mahomes is getting together with the new guys Um, Sterling you want to read what Mahomes said And like I'd love to discuss Like what you think of Sort of the, the early developing chemistry With Mahomes and the new faces around
0: Yeah so Mahomes said on the new guys Quote I think the biggest thing you see Actually from throwing to all these guys really we have a lot of size in that receiving room that we haven't necessarily had in the past. We've done it different ways with speed and beating guys deep, but to have big physical receivers, that can still run and catch the ball over the top. There've been balls that I've thrown out there during routes on air. I've thrown in high thinking it was an overthrow and those guys are catching it easy. Having that size, I think will be different. I'm excited for it. And I think it will be something that will be useful for us during the season. It just, just to me, I would say this is a good sign. I don't know what else he's going to say, right? Like, you're not going to be like, oh, I hate losing Tyreek Hill and having size sucks. But it is a positive takeaway. He's like, I'm thinking I'm overthrowing guys and MVS coming down with the ball. It's not like they sacrificed speed just for size because MVS flies, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, he's still a quick guy, even though he has more size than what has been typically here in Kansas City. This is a win-win scenario. I know a lot of folks... And we'll get to it later. Are freaking out about the wide receiver room, but I think that they're going to be okay, right? It, it, it's a loss losing Tyree Kill, no doubt. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not one of those people like, yeah. well, because they don't have Tyree Kill, they'll find a way to spread the ball around more. No, 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 that's yeah. true. But you don't just replace Tyree Kill. He is he's one of a kind, right? He's yeah. one of one. That's going to be a loss. But I do think the offense will be different. Maybe it's it is less deep throws, which he mentioned. You know, it used to be speed and going deep. It might be a little different. It might not be what it once was, but it's still going to be a very high-powered, very good offense.
1: Yeah, you know, I agree. I agree. We we talked about this earlier on the radio, but but um, I I think I was so shocked by Andy Reid. In his press conference, he was asked about Marquez Valdez Scantling a- about the new signing and and kind of what he brings to the table. And then and then Andy didn't just talk about like very general terms like oh yeah we like him we brought him on board he's going to be great. He got he got real in depth. Here's what he said. I want to read this. Um, this is and again this is Andy Reid on Marquez Valdez Scantling. He says this. He's a big kid. He's very smart. I think it's great he's getting a jump start with Pat here going down on his own time and working with him like we just talked about. Then he says. I think Marquez can do a lot of different things. He's got good stop-start ability. He's a big target. He can run your slant games. He can take your deep throws. He can run those intermediate routes. He's got a good feel in space. So he gives us a little flexibility in there. Now, look, the, the word on MBS when he signed was, oh, we got our deep threat now that Tyreek's gone. But Andy Reid comes in and goes, Hey, look, this guy can do the spectrum of everything. He, he's fast, but he's 6'4, and we can use him all over the place in different scenarios. And and Andy was like really detailed to kind of drive that point home, almost to say, like, look, these aren't like single-faceted guys, like you're the tall one, you're the fast one, you're the like like some kind of comedy show where it's like you're the funny one, you're the you know, you're the comic relief, kind of like like that kind of like role-playing. If the Chiefs can get some of these guys to do multiple things, that just allows for a, a plurality of looks that's gonna make them that much more dangerous. Remember MVS, I mean that was a $30 million contract. That's not like you know like signing like a Sammy Watkins or a Juju or someone for like one year four million, one year eight million, one year like like those are easier to understand. So it seems like the Chiefs made a, a deeper investment expecting more. So especially for MVS, I'm anxious to see like, how, like, is he used in that well rounded way?
0: Well, you and I talked about it on radio today. I'm really high on MVS. I think this is going to be, if I was choosing between Nicole Hardman or MVS for a breakout candidate, I'm going with MVS. Now that I don't think Nicole Hardman's going to have a role on this team, I think he obviously will. I think the last eight games of the season or so proved they found a way to use him. But I think that's more or less his, his role. I think MVS is such a versatile player. He didn't have a great opportunity, even though he had Aaron Rodgers, who's a phenomenal quarterback. Devontae Adams was garnering an obscene amount of the target share, right? Trust me, I had Devontae Adams in fantasy football. It was just (laughs) absurd. So MVS now gets an opportunity here in Kansas City where the ball will be spread around more. Sure, Travis Kelsey is still here. But I think MVS steps now into a role where he's not fighting with 40% of the target share to Devontae Adams, right? I also think that MVS improved his drop rate considerably. He went from having a multitude of drops two years ago to last year, I believe he had zero. That's a guy working on hand strength, making sure to catch the ball in traffic. He knows what his opportunities were limited and he had to make the most of them. I'm really excited to see what he can do in this offense
1: let me ask you this and maybe we'll get into this when when we talk about wide receiver but um let's talk about it right now because the state of wide receiver maybe we'll just start maybe we'll just start here in sure. in in our segment for this episode we're talking about largely we're wanting to do a pre-draft synopsis of of whether a need a positional need is either overlooked or overblown right so that being the case, let's talk wide receiver here, at least up front, because I th- I think I think you and I would both agree that like without Tyreek Hill on the roster, there's like like no one else is living up to that. So there's less talent, less top tier elite talent. However, what would you think about the statement? Like, do you do you like Tyreek McColl, DeMarcus, and um, Byron better? Or do you like McColl, MVS, Juju Smith Schuster, and a rookie better? Like, like, what do you think of 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 the depth there?
0: I, I think for the long term, the second one you lay out is much more appealing, right? As far as you know, it's tough, man. Tyree to Kill is a phenomenal talent, but I do think and kind of understanding what you're saying is as far as the outside of Tyreek, the depth pieces are much improved. It's not Tyreek and a bunch of dudes. Now it's, we got a full band here, right? It's not just you have the lead singer and whoever else it is. Now you have all of D12. It's not just Eminem. (laughs) From that perspective, I like what the Chiefs are doing. I'm not concerned as much as a lot of folks are that this wide receiver room is going to just fall off a cliff. I don't think the chiefs need to have this. They have to have a, a wide receiver drafted in the first round, or they're going to be horrible. I don't think so. We've seen time and time again, wide receivers can make an immediate impact if they're not drafted in the first round DK Metcalf, right? We, we talked about that earlier on today. Uh, we talked about Terry McLaurin. We, we talked about T Higgins. So, I'm not as concerned at wide receiver as a lot of people are. It's not going to probably be as good as far as the top end guy with Tyreek Hill, but the depth piece is everyone else. I think they can make up for that.
1: I agree with you. So, so let's like, let's get to that part of the question. If we're talking about the positional need for the chiefs wide receiver, is this, is this overblown by people going into the draft? Or do you think it's still overlooked? Like what, like, like what? Like what would you say about that?
0: As, as far as wide receiver goes, yeah, yeah, overblown. I think it's way overblown. Again, so you're thinking I, 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 if they trade up, the Chiefs trade up and draft a wide receiver, I will be irritated. There is a lot more pressing needs on this roster than wide receiver. You can get by at wide receiver. You don't pay a quarterback half a billion dollars sure. to then have to trade up and draft him another weapon at wide receiver. Yeah, you take care of him. Yes, you give him guys, but. You give and all those weapons to guys like Baker Mayfield. You expect a half-a-billion-dollar quarterback, a quarterback as good as Mahomes. I have so much faith in Mahomes that he can make guys better. You do not have to trade up, spend, and I would say potentially take away from other spots on the roster to give him a guy at wide receiver. He can make guys better.
1: Yeah. So you do not want any trade-up whatsoever for any wide receiver. Correct. What do you, what do you think of a first-round wide receiver?
0: If their guy is there, go for it. If they have a guy that they're like, we really think that this guy makes our team that much better, go for it. Brett Veach knows better than I do. Let's let's be real here, guys. End of the day, he knows more than I do. But I think there are more pressing needs at edge. If they went edge, edge, 29-30, I'm happy. They go interior defensive line, Devontae Wyatt, and, and edge at 29-30, I'm happy. Cornerback uh, has a good case, Right. Like there there are other opportunities to get wide receivers later on in the draft. There's you can find guys in the second round. Can you find yeah. a good edge in the second round? I don't think so. The Chiefs have not shown an affinity for finding edges to begin with, let alone in the second round. Don't tempt me. <laughs>
1: don't tempt I gotta agree with you on this one, Sterling. I think um I think like reaching for a receiver. In general, I think the need for a receiver is is a little bit overblown, certainly not overlooked. I, I think we're one on that one. Although let me read you this: Chad Forbes, who's an NFL draft analyst on Twitter, I just read this tweet. He says this. Tell me what you think. The entire league knows the Chiefs are figuring out how high they must trade up for one of either Jameson Williams or Chris Olave. I mean, does that just could you resign yourself to well? If it's a big time talent, I guess I'm fine with it. Or are you just like shaking your head going,
0: no, God, because no. doing that potentially takes away from getting anyone at edge? Check ESPN, check the depth chart. Who do they have listed? Chris Jones. Now, we know that's not going to be the case come week one, right? We know Chris Jones, that experiment's not happening again. But at the same time, that is how dire the situation is. It's dire straits. They spent money for nothing on those <laughs> positions, and this is what they come up with. Like
1: they got their chicks for
0: free though. They that's got their the chicks for news. free. They did. That's 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 good. Well, now I'm second guessing myself. I mean, no, what but you do there? I I just am firmly believing twenty nine thirty, if they do trade up, it better be for an edge. That's all I'm saying. If it's for mm. a receiver, I will be I will be heated.
1: All right. We agree here. Overblown is the official word. Maybe the degrees to which we may disagree, but overblown. Let's talk running back. We may agree here, too. Some do people we, Do we need saying, to? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, know. I know. You know, we're not talking about quarterback because that's really never a thing here. You know, whatever. Uh, the, the, by the way, the Chiefs brought in, uh, the Chiefs actually brought in a quarterback today from South Dakota State. Right. It's going to be a late round or undrafted flyer. And I even wrote like a quick story about it, just saying, hey, here's who he is. And the Chiefs brought him in and there's interest. It's like actual news. It's an actual visit. It's a player they're showing interest in. And then the then the online reactions were like, why? Why are you even talking about this? And it's like, because your favorite team is spending time with him. Like it's news. What? Like, it's your like, job, dude. Yeah. Like what's <laughs> wrong with you? And But people are like, people are so like, We got Mahomes, bro. Like, why? Why even talking about a quarterback? Why even mention a quarter? Why do you even have quarters in your coin purse, dude? We don't have a plus
0: ratio, dude.
1: It's so (laughs) it's so lame. They're like, did you use the word back? Why'd you even use the word back, dude? Uh, I'm over it. So we're not talking quarterback, running back. Let me ask you this: Is running back is a need at running back? And let's lay this out. We have Clyde Edwards-Elair, who has had injury issues in the past. Has also said he's never been fully healthy in an offseason in the past. Yeah. Uh as he told us before. You've signed Rojo, right? You got Ronald Jones in there. Um, Jarrett McKinnon, gone. Darrell Williams, gone. Derek Gore brought back if you want to include him in the mix there in some way. There will be another addition there because yeah. they always roll deeper than that. But in terms of draft need, do you think a positional need here is overlooked or do you think it's overblown?
0: I th- I think it is what it is. I don't think anyone's clamoring for a top in running back. I don't think that's the case at all. I think a fourth-rounder would even be high, but, for example, Tyler Beatty from Zoo, he would be – well, we thought Clyde would be incredible in this offense because he would use his pass-catching ability, but Tyler Beatty, his pass-catching ability from Zoo was outstanding. I wouldn't mind taking a look at him in the fourth – but that's about as early as I would look anything before fourth. I'm sitting here going, why, what the hell? I know it's a sunk cost. They spent a first rounder on Clyde, but they also haven't used him and utilized him in the way that we think he would work best. They brought in Ronald Jones, Jr. That's a proven name as a backup. Derek Gore was fine in limited action. They don't need another guy. They don't, they need another guy as far as depth, but they don't need a, Bell Cow. They don't they don't need someone they give the ball to 30 times a game. Andy Reid does not run the football. They're not predicated on the run. As great as the offensive line is, it's not their MO.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And and I didn't think it was much of a thing, except today specifically, I saw back-to-back mock drafts. I think they were ESPN, and both of them had second round running backs to the Chiefs. And I just thought, man, we're living in this world that I just can't understand I think any I think any need there is way overblown because I'm actually bullish on Clyde yes I I think he's gonna be more than what anyone thinks
0: and that's uh, wild by the way a second round draft pick at running back on this who, team. have who? they have they ever watched Kansas City like have they ever seen the Chiefs
1: Sometimes you wonder, sometimes you wonder, yeah. but then again, you know, the chiefs took a first round. A. A
0: Smith is just screaming. The chiefs need a running back.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think so. I,
0: Next up on um, undisputed. Do the chiefs have a quarterback problem? <laughs>
1: right, right. Colin coward is going to be all over that one. Right. And David Carr too, by the way, who like, well, of course it's his brother in the AFC West, but he just cannot get over Patrick Mahomes there. Yeah, that was it. Nate S. He's the one who he he just brought it up. Um, Kenneth Walker, that's who it is. He was like, was he was given to the Chiefs. State? He's given to the Chiefs at number fifty both times. It was like the first second round pick, and I was like, am I like am I smoking something? I just saw the same pick in another draft. Why am I seeing this? Anyway, insanity out there. I'm bullish on Clyde. Do you like? Do you do you think Clyde's going to have a great year, or are you taking comfort more in Ronald Jones's presence?
0: I think Clyde has a great year. I think he's just needs to get healthy. And I think he needs to be utilized correctly, first and foremost. I, I kind of think the Ronald Jones signing is a case of they're going to use Clyde a lot more on third down because Ronald Jones is not a pass catcher. Yeah. Ronald Jones is a first and second down back. He's he's not going in on third down. So that at least leads me to believe they'll use Clyde more on third But, again, a healthy Clyde, I think, is a very useful player. He might not have elite speed, but we saw glimpses when he was healthy of of maybe him turning a corner. That Steelers game, that one play stands out to me, took on two dudes, contact balance, stayed upright, scored a touchdown. That's what we need to see more of going forward. And I think Clyde can provide that. It comes down to health.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think I think the loss of Tyreek, the trade of Tyreek, I'll put it that way, the trade of Tyreek, I think, could open things up for Clyde and McCall Hardman to be used in the ways that we always thought those guys could be used, um, and open things up. So man, I'd love to see it. I would love to see Clyde have a big year. It was, uh, you know, I go back to Kareem Hunt. You know, that that guy led the league in in rushing somehow, even though uh Mahomes was having a banner year as well so that was great to see um just in the chat it seems like people obviously would love to see um some defensive players Jamie Boy says Dax Hill who is my favorite choice in the first round by the way and Boye Mafe at 29 and 30 and Travis Jones and John Michi at 50 and 62 that'd be a hell of a haul uh I'm with Jamie Boy all the way there uh, Clint McKenzie says Smash Mouth would be the ultimate Tennessee breaker. Um, I mean, Sterling and I were talking earlier. We should go running back and fullback in the first round. That would
0: do it, right? I also saw Smash Mouth not that long ago. I was five, six years ago. I saw Smash Mouth. They Wait, were playing, they're still making music. It was in. If you're from Kansas City, they played in Town Center. It was like an outdoor little summer get together. Next, outside of a Brooks Brothers, basically, um, it, it was <laughs> it was fun. I'm not gonna lie. You know, you know a lot of Smash Mouth songs. It's there's just one. No, Smash Mouth has like seven songs.
1: That's like they have the All Star song, and that's it. What else, Dude, else is there?
0: How dare you? You will how not do- rip do- on. Have I insulted you? What about walking on the sun? Ones? I'm walking on the sun. Uh, what about hey now you're an all star? Come on. Next. Well, that's
1: that's what I said. There's all star and then there's nothing else. What
0: about I'm a believer? You're, uh, a monkey's cover. You're really yeah. taking. Cover I'm a monkey's, a monkey's cover. cover. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What am I? I'm you, not your stepping stone. Okay, dude, Matt. You, took a the stepping last train to, The monkeys were a rain, stepping though, stone. This is for lame. that song because Smash Mouth crushed it. Crushed it. Come on, Walking on the Sun also is a really good one. So I mean, how dare you?
1: All right. Smash Mouth. Uh, Yeah, somehow we've got lost on Smash Mouth. Let's move on. Running back, let's finish this. Overblown. We both say overblown. There it is. Uh, Let's talk tight end here. Uh, We may disagree here, right? You have Travis Kelsey, mid-30s at this point, uh, but you did draft Noah Gray. You got Jody Fortson. Got to love that. At the same time, the guy went down with a season-ending injury last year. Blake Bell is back the great bulldozer belldozer could be a part of smash mouth and their massive music catalog, as well as the football brand Sterling. What like, what in the world do you think of tight end or like, are are do you think that need is overlooked? Would you say it's overblown?
0: Overblown. I think it's fine. I don't think there's, there's not a reason choice. There's not it's overblown. I pick, it's overblown. I pick sensational there, words. Use my sensational words. It's overblown because there's not a reason to spend draft capital there when there's other pressing needs. We keep acting like Travis Kelsey is gonna fall off the face of the earth. He hasn't. I get it. Everyone wants his predecessor to come in. Well, they drafted Noah Gray. Okay. Maybe he's not that guy, but he's still on the roster. And until Travis Kelsey falls off, we'll never see if a guy can be the next Travis Kelsey. Jody Fortson looked really good in limited action. And Blake Bell, he's your blocking back and also QB sneak guy because they would refuse to run QB sneaks with Mahomes. That's four tight ends. What are you going to do? Carrying four already seems overkill for this offense. You want, you want five? You want to cut one of those dudes? Dude, Who are you cutting? You are know you letting go? No. Jody Fortson earned that roster spot. Noah yes. Gray, they at least thought enough of the draft in the fifth round and to give some sort of playing time no sorry the the this is the tight end room i am fine with
1: yeah it, by the way do you know the chiefs have i think six other tight ends on the roster not named gray forts and kelsey or bell it's like this insane Brett veach is putting together a small collection of tight end action figures behind him and no one re- realizes it it's like why are there 10 tight ends on the offseason roster right now I don't know, but they're all there. Collecting them, like Sterling collects Smash Mouth CDs. Um, We both say Overblown here. (laughs) Clint McKenzie says Overblown, the eighth Legendary Lost Smash Mouth track. Um, (laughs) And if we wanted to go all Smash Mouth, Jamie Boy says, we should trade Travis Kelsey for Taysom Hill. Um, Yeah, let's just go all in. It's like a Madden franchise mode um, where we'll just go all in on – On big or crazy. Anyway, uh, offensive line. You and I are having a showdown. I just saw the tumbleweed blow through this town. By the way, your draw sucks. I'm going to shoot you on this one because here's how it goes. Offensive line, is this need overblown or or overlooked? I'm going to go on record first and say overlooked because right tackle is a Gargantuan
0: need as in
1: stature uh on this team. You disagree, correct?
0: Yeah, you're an idiot for that. I disagree wholeheartedly, and I'm gonna throw hands when I see you in person. Probably not because you're bigger than me, and I'm gonna get my ass kicked if I try to fight you. But mentally, I'm angry with you right now because Andrew <laughs> Wiley is fine. Why is everyone acting like Andrew Wiley is this bum? Okay, he's fine, and guess what? That's your emergency tackle. Lucas Niang is, is the guy going forward when he's healthy, okay? So you have those two guys holding down right tackle. I am comfortable. I'm cozy. I have a weighted warm blanket over me with those two dudes, okay? Phrasing, that was bad. I take that back. That was very <laughs> uncomfortable. But my is I'm okay with those two guys holding down right tackle. There are more pressing needs on this team. There's more pressing needs. Spending it on a third right tackle is asinine. It's absurd. Why? Like, do do you have zero faith in Lucas Niang? Zero. Do you have zero faith? Because if you do, that's fine. But he's the project. He's the guy with the high ceiling. Wiley is the veteran who's 27 years old, who's played meaningful snaps on this roster, who's been effective, who's not been bad, yet everyone seems they want to kick him out of town. It makes no sense. Look, I, I don't hate Andrew Wiley.
1: First, let's get our words straight, because you said Andrew Wiley is fine. Now, look, if I pass somebody who I find attractive, I'm going to say, damn, that's fine, right? But when my wife asks me, how you doing? And I just say, fine. That means a whole different thing. Andrew Wiley is my wife asking me while I'm trying to watch a movie, hey, how was your day? And I say, fine. That's how fine. Well, then Andrew tell her Wiley. how you
0: feel. That's not my fault. You're misrepresenting the word fine. Okay. No way.
1: In other words, Andrew
0: Wiley is like, fine, leave me alone. I'm trying to watch Lethal
1: Weapon 3 again. Fine. That's as good as Andrew Wiley is. Now, I'm not trying to hate on Andrew Wiley. He has a known floor and a known ceiling, and the floor's pretty high, which is good, which is why you bring him back. But the ceiling is like slightly higher than the floor. It's like, a dollhouse, sure. right?
0: So no but it's one wants- like It's a damn fine built dollhouse. Okay,
1: right it's, right. it's a fine dollhouse, is what I'm saying. So look, no one wants to live in that dollhouse, and you don't enter the season with that ceiling of a
0: dollhouse. Lucas Niang was. But you don't. Niang's the ceiling. Okay, Wiley so he- is the floor, and Niang's the ceiling. This no. is the.
1: <sighs> because here's the thing, Niang. Look, look, two things to clarify. Right tackle is not the Chiefs' biggest need, not by a long country mile. Edge rusher, another edge rusher, wide receiver, corner, then right
0: tackle. And then There's another your... corner, and then maybe a third corner, and then no. maybe a linebacker, because do you want Willie Gay Jr. Nick Bolton playing 100% of the snaps? Yes. Okay, oh, okay. those are... Sure, because yeah, yeah, it's Madden. They don't get tired. You, you put right. on the stamina boost.
1: They already signed Jermaine Carter. I'll bring, back, I'll bring back Ben Neiman for that. I don't need you. Whatever. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a bigger need than you think. Lucas Niang was already a let's, – let's get real clear on this. Lucas Niang was already a project who looked good in school but sat out one full year, comes back after sitting out a full year, and looks good but gets injured in, what, three separate stints, including a season and injury. No one right now, including you, Smash Mouth – Could look at Lucas Niang and say, Oh, for sure, that's my right tackle of the future. It's a total roll of the dice. And right now you said, Oh, Lucas Niang could could lock down right tackle. Lucas Niang couldn't lock down anything because his arm is hanging there, like some kind of like marionette, uh, or his leg. Like, there's no locking it down. He's gotta like he's gotta like sit on a recliner right now. Uh, He's got a patellar injury.
0: But guess what? It's okay, because your safety net has played a lot in meaningful a lot of meaningful snaps at right tackle. I'm so heated right now. I just don't understand this. If you want to spend a fourth rounder on right tackle, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue. If you spend a fourth rounder on right tackle, I will not I will not be irate anything higher, I will say why. Because again, Wiley is your floor. Lucas Niang is your ceiling. Yes, he has been hurt. Sure. Dude never gave up a sack in college. Dude was called out by Chase Young for being fucking phenomenal. I agree. That was also 2002.
1: Y2K had just happened the
0: last time (laughs) that happened. Yeah. Okay. Also, Smash Smash Mouth 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 is popular then. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Okay. I'm just saying, you have the best case scenario and Lucas Niang figures it out. He becomes your guy. And you have worst case scenario. He doesn't. He's perpetually hurt. And you trust Andrew Wiley for the next he's 27. It's not Andrew Whitworth out there. He's not 41. Okay. He's fine. And this I is agree. A, a, a realistic fine, not a you telling your girlfriend when she's or wife when she's talking through lethal weapon three fine.
1: Dude. I we're gonna agree to disagree here. I'm gonna call it overlooked. You're gonna say overblown, right? massively overblown that's all right that's all right someday also, you'll learn also by the way i've had horrible takes in the past this is probably another yeah, one yeah josh gordon i'm is that josh gordon one how's that one I'm sounding? Even, josh gordon was like one of my better takes <laughs> well, was one of my better takes. I, like well, the mahomes one i'm not gonna pret- oh, okay. i'm not gonna yeah, pretend i've sure. just had the worst takes ever so i don't even know why i'm here well, i've had
0: horrible ones too don't you worry pal
1: yeah what yeah anyway look hey I'll, I'll 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 read this because um but if you guys if you like the arrowhead attic podcast if you like our bad takes if you like talking smash mouth music and football uh just know please can please consider becoming a member of the aa family members get special access to emojis loyalty badges and so on you guys can you use- used during our live youtube streams also get an invite to private discord channel we hang out there all the time we were just talking books earlier today uh favorite ice cream flavors i mean it's just kind of a general mishmash of all things chiefs and community and all the
0: things that we love uh we talk music we talk music too i ask if people go to concerts and they don't respond i i i, I said if anyone was going to jason boland and the stragglers no one was going i was disappointed
1: well, that's probably because you recommend Smash Mouth, so no one knows what to think of your other thing. <laughs> anyway, check the link. Check for the link about joining in the description of wherever you get this podcast. We certainly appreciate your support. Now, let's move to the defensive side of the ball. I think most Chiefs Kingdom would agree that this is where the attention is needed. Anyway, edge rusher. It feels even stupid to ask if this is overlooked or overblown, but everyone wanting so many edge rushers. It's I guess I mean, do you do you think in a way that, that – like, do you think we need one or two or even more than two edge rushers in this draft?
0: Yeah, two at a minimum, man. This is why I think it's overlooked. Like, you need at least find one high-end, high-floor starter. If you want to take a flyer on another guy, sure, go right ahead. If you want to take a third dude, that is also okay. All these folks have been – I've been talking to some guys on Twitter – and they keep telling me, well, you know, Melvin Ingram, that'd be a nice get. Dude's like 32. He's not going to do OTAs. He's not going to go through training camp. He's at a point in his career where he's like, I'm going to show up game 1, call it a day. If Melvin Ingram is your hope for a solid defensive line or a solid edge grouping, that's horrible. It's horrible. Like that's horrible. Melvin Ingram is a fine situational pass rusher. He's fine. Wait, he's what's wrong with fine? He's, Suddenly, he, and so do you want one fine? So if if he's your weak link, it's fine. If that's supposed to be your best player, that's not okay. Could not agree more. Could like Frank agree. Clark at this point in his career, yeah, he's fine. He's just okay. He's a guy. He's a jag. Just a guy. Okay. They need some high floor guys. They need some high ceiling guys in this AFC West. They need somebody who can get pressure on the quarterback they need at least two guys in this draft it is it is not talked what what what's the word we're looking for here it's it's overlooked for even how much we have talked about it yeah i i totally
1: agree i think i think uh three things here one the chiefs have to come away with a first round edge rusher two the chiefs have to come away with a designated pass rusher dpr somewhere in in rounds 2 or 3 Right, they've got to have a second guy who can be a situational pass rusher, and then three. I think they need to double dip and next year draft another first round edge rusher. At that point, Frank's gone. At that point, Melvin's another another year older. Like, if you really want to redo the whole um, defensive front and get what you need out of it, it wouldn't bother me at all to see Brett Veach uh, put first round picks in successive drafts at this very position. As well as as getting some sort of situational pass rusher alongside those picks. So I'm totally with you. I think it's overlooked. Um as much as we talk about it. Sounds like everyone else agrees. Um Jerome Bunker says they need defensive end for this. And next year, Nate S says draft three defensive line defensive end guys. Sure. And run back Ingram. Love it. Yes. Yes. Draft two defensive ends. Okay. So it sounds like Chiefs Kingdom overall. Uh, is that at least our listeners are clued in enough to know. Um, and Clint McKenzie, by the way, Clint McKenzie says this, Therese agrees from afar. I loved, this is a side note, today Yahoo Sports, um, I think it was Charles Robinson and Eric Edelm, both put out this year's All Juice team as a nod to Therese and the work that he always did. I loved reading the All Juice team every year. Uh, from Therese and we certainly miss reading that, but it was such a great, um, I love that they're keeping that going at Yahoo sports. If you didn't already track that down, you could track that down. It's always a great read. um, Even if we miss Therese writing that Um, and couldn't agree more Clint. Let's move on here to linebacker overblown overlooked. We talked a little bit earlier, Willie Gay jr. I mentioned something about Ben Neiman and I didn't really mean it by the way. Neiman is German for, I didn't mean it. So that's how that goes. Uh, Willie Gay Jr., Nick Bolton. I love that these two are going to run the show. Like It's going to be a fun year in the middle, right? But what do you think about the position as a draft need going into next week?
0: Yeah, I I, I think this is actually overlooked because I'm thrilled, thrilled with Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr. I'm excited they're getting the lion's uh, share of the snaps. They're going to be incredible here for a long time. I understand they roll out five guys in the secondary nearly every single play, right? Like every snap, they roll out five dudes in the secondary. They still need at least a third and fourth linebacker. If you're fine with, is it Jermaine Carter Jr., I believe? That's fine, but they need another guy too. They needed another young, talented player. They're trying to get more athletic. They're trying to get faster. They're trying to get younger. You do that through the draft. Uh, I am 100% okay if they they went and drafted a – a third rounder, a fourth rounder. I'd love that actually. And as far as linebackers go, they need something because they're not going to play hundred percent of snaps. Again, it's not Madden it's real life. If an injury happens at linebacker, they are screwed. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're torched. So they, they really need to, I think, invest here at least a little bit more than people are giving them um, credit for.
1: Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a real need. Um, and, and it will be interesting to see like how much of a need they think it is. I, I've seen a lot of mock drafts giving a linebacker as high as the third, and certainly in the fourth round. I've seen that a few times. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, what they can get. Let me ask you this. Do you remember, because I, I want to make sure I'm factual here, there was a point late in the season where Willie Gay Jr. was talking about his own mental health. Am I
0: right? Yes. I forget when that was. I don't remember it was if it was like late playoff. or it was like early
1: playoffs or like late regular season. There was some
0: yeah, I do remember moment
1: that, where he had to like attend to something or just kind of like get some Sure. get some personal time whatever. I have to say that that kind of a moment, I mean, one I think everyone should prioritize their own mental health whenever and and however they need to do that and I was glad the Chiefs gave him room to do that. Your mental health is much higher with a dog licking your cheek. So I I get that you're good right now. But let's also remember Willie Gay Jr. has also had a couple injuries, right? I mean, there was – he didn't even play this year until week five or week six uh, because of a preseason injury. I just wonder, like, do you think it should maybe even be a higher draft need knowing that maybe there's some question marks there about, hey, is Willie Gay Jr. going to be a 17-game-a-season guy?
0: Yeah, I – Again, a hundred percent. Even if you take the Willie Gay Jr. equation out, they need a guy. Bring that into the equation. They now definitely need a guy, at least a guy that they trust. They never trusted Dorian O'Daniel. Ben Neiman, they trusted but shouldn't have. Like they need, <laughs> they need someone who is talented enough. If an injury happens, they're not completely and utterly screwed. And and yeah. that's. And again, you're not going to have top-end talent at every single position, including backups. Well, I know people always like, well, why don't they have this, that, or the other? Well, how salary cap works and how, especially even though Mahomes is on a team-friendly deal, it's not a rookie contract. Like That's a massive disadvantage for Kansas City is not having a quarterback on a rookie contract. If you look at past Super Bowl winners, obviously not the Rams, but if you look back at past Super Bowl winners, a lot of times – they're on those rookie contracts. You can fill all those other spots with top-end elite talent. And yeah. I, I do think linebackers really getting overlooked at this moment.
1: Okay. Well, let's close things up here with defensive back, at least in this quick series. Like defensive – we talked about corners. A lot of people have the Chiefs going for a corner even in the first round. I would like it. I would like Daxton Hill or, or – really, there's a few guys there. I think Andrew Booth would be exceptional. What do you think of, like, are you in for a first-round corner? And because you've even said multiple guys there, do you agree with a high-end
0: pick? So I'll preface it by saying I think the Chiefs need at least two corners in this upcoming draft. I think that's a really important position of need. I would say it's it's overlooked in the sense of how many guys they need at corner because right now DeAndre Baker is your third cornerback. That ain't ideal. Yeah. But as far as drafting in the first round, I would be fine if they did, but I actually think I'm okay if they waited. The reason why is this is one position they've shown an affinity for finding later on in the draft. Edge, they have not found anyone. Like, they've been just two scoops of ass. It's been horrendous. (laughs) But corner, they're like, fourth round, (laughs) Legereus. Sixth round, yeah, Rashad Fenton. Undrafted, we'll trade Parker Anger, who—that's not how his name is spelled—but it's anger for Traverius Ward, who was undrafted. Like they've nailed it at cornerback. They have a a type they want, and they know how to get them, and it can come late. So I trust them. If it's a first rounder, that must mean they love him. They think he can become just an elite player. But I think Legarius can become elite as a fourth rounder. Traverius Ward was not quite elite. But he was in that very, very, very good category for his tenure here. Rashad Fenton, I think, is good. I don't I think he's kind of where he's at. I don't he's not super fast. He's not super big, but I think Rashad Fenton, he knows where to be. He's good. He he knows his defense. Like I trust him. If they spin a first rounder, that means that they must really love that guy.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I, I've been a little surprised that Brett Veach has missed on corners when he when he reclaims them from, from somewhere else. Like, DeAndre Baker has not worked out at all. But was
0: that a miss? Like, well, they, they gave have nothing I mean, for him. Like, I, honestly, I think it's almost, I, I would almost consider that more of a hit than a miss. He had playing time, while not good, wasn't just atrocious, and they gave him nothing necessarily for him. So I was I was actually fine with that deal. I guess I was
1: a little, I guess I've been a little surprised at the lack of anything we've gotten from DeAndre Baker on the field. Sure. Especially because he started 15 games his rookie year for the Giants. Of course, there's a difference between the Giants and the Chiefs, but not between the Giants' defense and the Chiefs' defense. There's not that great of a of a difference <laughs> there, uh, from what we've seen. So, yeah, who knows? What about safety? I mean, do you do you do you like a safety at all? Do you feel good about Reed and and um, Thornhill as as your bookend as your starters there?
0: Yeah. I'm happy with safety, but I do think this is another position. Uh, maybe I—I'm not trying to be a contrarian because I feel like you and I have been differing here, but I think it might be a little overlooked. I like Dion Bush, honestly. I do. I think that's a fine signing. That was a surprisingly good one of a of a of a guy who kind of under the radar, who I think will have a larger impact than his name and contract indicate because they do use so much three safety. He's your dirty fool. Yeah, he's your he's your Dirty Dan, but who's I think going to be better because he's younger and more athletic. Yeah. Like that, that's that's a positive, right? Yeah, I I just also think that you can never have enough enough guys at safety with with how often they use three safeties, right? Because even though safety is a position where you can technically play one hundred percent of the snaps, that's not going to happen. Like you you are not going to play Deion Bush and all three of those guys one hundred percent of the snaps. Juan Thornhill's been hurt before. Right? Like we know this. I want some I want a safety net. I want someone that you can you can trust if something goes down. I know Honey Badger back on a one year deal. Yeah, that would be great. I don't think he's taking a one year, eight million dollar deal though. I wouldn't be opposed to offering one for even twelve because I think that, that gives you some flexibility. And he is good in the slot. And then it does help you when it comes to some of your cornerback issues because he is in the slot now. So um, as far as safety goes, I think it's a little bit overlooked. I think there is something they could do there.
1: Yeah, I I would like a safety. I, I think, um, you know, this is Thornhill's contract year um, coming up. I, I just think um, they lost Armani Watts. They lost uh, – Deion Bush was only signed for a single season. I just think as a long-term investment, there's got to be a safety taken. I'd love to see one in the earlier rounds. Um, but. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Hey, okay, want to remind you guys, we're doing monthly contest giveaways for our listeners. This month, we're giving away a Patrick Mahomes jersey. Uh, there are multiple ways to get entries. So check out the link in the description to find out how to enter. Terms and conditions, they apply. Sorry about that.
0: Do I um,
1: get to enter or? Terms and conditions, Sterling. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I think I'm a term. I think I'm You're- a term. Terms and conditions may apply. Um, And let's skip down. We're going to skip down to the end here because we're almost to our hour. Um, Earlier in our Discord channel, Evan asked us what the best ice cream flavor is. And this thing devolved into a whole (laughs) Little
0: Debbie... (laughs) like march madness break like calling me old as shit y'all were calling me grandpa 73 year old okay yeah i like butter pecan and spumoni and neapolitan and pistachio and butterscotch butterscotch shake from winsteads is incredible don't you come at me with your soft takes of (laughs) chocolate and vanilla i have a dignified palate of a 73-year-old. Oh, man. I, you
1: do. You do. I, my favorite flavor is vanilla, only because if you find a really good
0: vanilla, then it's like it reigns supreme. Vanilla bean. If you get a little cinnamon on top. A little mm. caramel sauce. Ooh! Uh,
1: ice cream's fun to talk about, but not nearly as fun. All right, let's talk about this. We opened our show with Lil Debbie the Rapper. Now let's talk about what's inside Little Debbie wrappers by talking about her snack cakes. Folks, I grew up, I don't know about you, I basically grew up, Little Debbie was my mother. I'll admit that now. Little Debbie was my mother. Uh, I grew up with all things Little Debbie. Um, did you grow up with a lot of Little Debbie snack cakes in your house?
0: There, there, when you said that she was your mom, there were so many your mom jokes I wanted to make right there and held back. I, I, I honestly, good. I feel like an adult right now.
1: Because you're your restraint? Your incredible Little Debbie mom joke restraint right now? All let right, right, let's... let's... <laughs> <laughs> like, keep them to yourself. I don't need them. Don't make fun of my mom. However, I will say this. Uh, we were poor. We were dirt poor growing up. Uh, and so, Little Debbie, you know, you could get a whole box of snack cakes for 99 cents at the Save-A-Lot. That's what we bought. Fudge round. I'm just going to rapid fire. Here we go. Rapid fire. Or, by the way, are you familiar with Little Debbie? Yeah. Gonna...
0: I, say I know Little Debbie. I don't know, like, 13 of their snacks. Like That's fine. The donuts, incredible. The powdered sugar donuts, they go hard. Zebra cakes, I think, are a little Debbie. What about donut sticks? Have you had a donut stick? Oh, I've not had a do- I don't want to lie. I
1: I don't okay. want to lie. I have not How had a this? donut stick. Fudge round or oatmeal cream pie?
0: Oh, oatmeal cream pie. I love oatmeal. I love the oatmeal cream pie. It's fantastic.
1: Let's, let's, let's break this down. Okay, if oatmeal cream pie wins that, what about oatmeal cream pie versus... A Star
0: Crunch. Mm, oatmeal cream pie. I, th- fond memories of getting them on the bus. Okay. The old bus driver. I, I, I'm i going to remember his name after this. I was like seven. He was kind of a curmudgeon, but like a nice curmudgeon when on Christmas, he would give you, or like you know, like before holiday, he'd give you a oatmeal cream pie. So I, I was like, you know what? That He's sounds not- creepy. No, no, no. It's like, you know, when someone's like kind of like angry, but then like deep down you realize he, they actually have a good heart. That's what, I, that's what I learned.
1: Because they give little kids like oatmeal, Debbie, like cream pie, whatever it is. I, I just don't like it.
0: You couldn't say it without sounding creepy. So I get what you did there. But yes, you're correct. It was good. It was there co- it is.
1: Uh, by the way, donut sticks are the bomb, says CD. He gets that totally right. And yeah, people are it's split here. We got oatmeal and fudge rounds. By the way, all of these lose to Swiss cake rolls. Have you had Swiss cake rolls?
0: Oh, Swiss cake rolls are incredible. Those are elite. Patrick Mahomes
1: of little Debbie is the Swiss cake roll am I right
0: yeah Swiss cake rolls I'm trying to think those are just like top tier those go toe to toe with anything
1: what about those uh the peanut butter sticks like a like a I don't I forget what those are called are those I don't know
0: no we should have the had Swiss, Swiss cake rolls we should have made a list here zebra zebra cakes in the in the Swiss ones those are like one two those are two that was baylor and gonzaga meeting in the ncaa mm-hmm. tournament last year not this year last year that was the bills and the chiefs that's what that was nutty bar that's what it is a nutty bar oh cosmic brownie dude cosmic brownie mm, that's tough evan good call the swiss cake roll ah it's close dude when you got a cosmic brownie when you were nine years old i don't know if there was a thing better
1: let me guess. You got this from an, an old curmudgeonly gentleman. It was <laughs> in some secret place. Is that, it was that a what van. It was? it was
0: in the back of a van. No, it was the, the lunch ladies. They would give out those on special occasions.
1: You, you received a lot of sweets from some
0: questionable characters in your youth. I'll just leave it at that. Did you not? Um, Adam Sandler had a whole song about lunch ladies. That was very endearing.
1: I mean, I, you know, I packed my own lunch, man. I don't, I don't need someone creepy to hand me something. Um, yeah, take us out of here, Sterling. You
0: deserve it. I want to talk more. I, you know what? Frankly, I'm having a great time, Matt. And you know what we're going to do very quickly before, because I know you're pissed off at me right now, because I'm going to, no, you know what? We're not going to do it. I had the whole list of rapid fire questions for you, and I feel like you just don't want to do it right now. You know? Honestly, I feel like you're upset by it. I was going to ask you rapid fire questions, and you I'll told me it. to take us out. Are you in? I'll do it and then take us out. Okay. Rapid fire. More rushing yards next year. Ronald Jones or Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Clyde. More yards next season. Nicole Hardman, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Marquez. Over under 5,000 yards passing for Mahomes? Over. Better band, White Snake or Night Ranger? White Snake. Mm. Here I go uh, again on these questions. Uh, about- I, I, I'm... <laughs> But you can still rock in America. Would you rather have, would you have brought Sammy Watkins back after seeing his contract?
1: Y- yes, only if they'd not signed Juju Smith-Schuster.
0: Also for four, up to $4 million for seven games, I'm in. Uh, I'm so in on that contract. Is Tyron Matthew the best free agent signing in Chiefs history?
1: Maybe. I'd have to see a list.
0: <laughs> Sebastian Bach or Axel Rose? Axel Rose. Mm, I don't know about that one. The Sebastian Bach's hair flows. Are you kidding me? Oh, wait, hold on.
1: Sebastian. Yeah, you're right. I mean, dude, Skid Row. If you
0: sing 18 in life, love Skid Row. come on.
1: dude. Monkey no, Business. Your crime is time. Monkey Business was second album Skid Row. The of fact course that it you was. Slave to the grind.
0: The yeah, I, that I know you all even this stuff. Know that,
1: the fact that you even know that is like makes you so worthy of so many things and covers for so many
0: of your football mistakes. Dude, I'm a massive I Skid Row Sebastian you. Bach guy yeah all right uh okay you just ha- made up is over under 350 yards for josh gordon next year
1: under as in 350 yards under
0: who has the better regular season record next season bills or chiefs yes. regular season Re- okay Jeez. uh josh Allen's run...
1: going 500 next year
0: <laughs> rather Not run really. a 100 yard dash on legos or get nope. whacked in Whenever the shin the by a razor scooter
1: Sure. Whatever the other one is from physical exertion.
0: 10 yards on Legos. You could say 10 yard. You could say, would you have rather you ever been whacked in the shin by a razor scooter? I have doesn't matter. indentions in my shin from those bad boys.
1: It doesn't matter. If you said I could sit here and take pain or I'd have to get up and walk to the bathroom,
0: I'd say I'll just sit here and take pain. I'm sorry, is that friend. why you don't get a haircut? I love your hair and I love your beard. But frankly, I'm I'm concerned now that it's because you just don't like to shave and you're too lazy to get a haircut.
1: Yeah, I can't get up. I can't get up. It just <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah, yeah. I just took uh, it all in under all this, and, and uh, yeah. Dude, I'm jealous of your flow. I miss my long, my long Sebastian Bach-esque locks. You say that,
1: it. but everyone talks about how killer your hair is, because they mm. should.
0: Oh, but by the way, my emoji in the Airhead Attic Discord, which you guys should obviously sign up for, it kind of looks like a turd. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say it. It looks like a turd, like Mr. Hanky from uh, South. Park? It looks like Mr. Hanky from South Park, and I'm I'm confused by it. Frankly, oh. I'm I'm every time I see it, I'm like, oh, who who put a picture of a turd in here? And then it's it's in my hair. There. Yeah, I did. You did. It was my fault. Uh, this was the first. Arrowhead Addict Podcast. That was Matt Connor. I am Sterling Holmes. This was the most off-the-rails Arrowhead Addict Podcast you will find on Thursday. You'll be joined by Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. They'll talk a lot more Chiefs in-depth. We're more fun, right? They're the in-depth analysis fellas. Me and Maddie C., we're talking about Sebastian Box Locks, okay? That's what we Box do Box Locks. We appreciate you guys. If you guys do want to leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. If you do want to get some KC beer, we always appreciate when you tag them. That means a lot to us. If you want to join the Discord, it's a lot of fun in there. We'll see you next Tuesday. We are out.